1: We do a podcast? What the fuck?
2: you fight with the strength of many men, Sir Knight. I am Arthur, King of the Britons. I seek the bravest knights in the land to join me in my quest to listen to Fan the pop culture podcast made for the fans by the fans. You have proved yourself worthy. Will you join me? You make me sad. So be it. Come, Patsy. None shall listen. What? None shall listen. I have no quarrel with you, good Sir Knight, but I must listen to this podcast. Then you shall die. I command you, as King of the Britons, to stand aside. I move for no podcast. So be it. (laughs)
1: Hey guys, what's up, and welcome back to Fanhole's Podcast. Tonight we're going to be doing a very special episode for you. We're going to be all chatting about some of the Fanhole's favorite comedy films. I know we've done some favorite film genres in the past, but this is something that we haven't actually tackled yet, and we thought it'd be kind of fun to discuss some of our favorite funny films. And then uh, following that, we're going to be going into uh, the arena of comic books again. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Stan Sakai's Isagi Yojimbo. I think originally this was going to be part of like some kind of dare show, but it sort of fell through the cracks. But um, it's a really good book, and we just wanted to talk about it for a little bit as well. Um, this is Derek, Derek WC. I'm your host tonight. And uh, joining me tonight are...
2: Hey, it's Mike, and what kind of swallow? African or European? I am Justin Grimlock.
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll, we'll start off with uh, favorite comedy films.
0: I call a cry of distress! This could be the sign that leads us to the Holy Grail! Brave, brave Concord! You shall not have died in vain! Uh, I'm, I'm not quite dead, sir.
2: Well, you shall not have been mortally wounded in vain! I, I think I I could pull through, sir. Oh, I see. Actually, I think I'm all right to come with
1: you. I, sir. No,
0: no, sweet Concord, stay here. I will send help as soon as I've accomplished a daring and
2: heroic rescue in my own particular <sighs> idiom, sir. Idiom. No, I feel fine, actually. Farewell,
0: sweet Concord.
1: I'll um, I'll just stay here then, shall I, sir? Yeah i guess it's pretty self-explanatory we're just going to be talking about some of the films that are our favorites um i guess i'll start with mike because he's got a a funny looking robert de niro pointing at me on his skype avatar so i'm going to be making some guesses on what some of his uh, either honorable mentions or favorite films are going to be but uh, what's your what's your favorite comedy film mike
2: Well, like, as always, like, I I took a look at, like, I pretty much went to Wikipedia, typed in, like, comedy films, and then started from, like, 1970 something, and then worked my way up to present day, and, like, kind of listed, like, every single, like, film I thought I was, like, oh, yeah, I liked that, I liked that, and then I kind of whittled the list down, and, uh, I ended up with, um,. As always, you know I go overboard. So I've got my three top favorites, and then I got a like list of honorable mentions that I'll just kind of like blaze through. No, no, no see, that, that's you go too why, far,
1: sir. That, that, that's why I started. Uh, that's why I started with you, Mike, because I knew <laughs> I knew have lots of content for us to talk
2: about. So. Yeah, and I mean they, the, the Wikipedia list had a really like broad definition of comedies too. So like I left out any movies that are like only like are like half comedies. Like they listed like the Goonies in like the princess bride and i'm kind of like well the princess bride is more like of a sort of like adventure slash comedy you know so i was like okay well that's disqualified then so and like a bunch of stuff like that like really like they got like super super broad like i I think that I, i remember seeing there was like some like uh what was it? Oh, now I can't remember. But it was, like, some, like, superhero movie that was, like, supposed to be, like, taken seriously. So I guess like, like, my, like, my
1: favorite comedy film is Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> yeah, oh. it, I'm, I'm sure
2: they had... I think, like, one of the diehards was, like, on there or
1: something.
0: <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> yeah.
2: You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. No, but anyway, um, here's... This is my honorable mentions list, um... Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, uh, let's see, UHF, the Weird Al movie. That's a great one. Um, yeah, uh, the South Park movie, um, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. I think that's like a really silly yeah. movie. Um, the the Broken Lizard movies, like Super Troopers and Bear Fest. I I remember laughing a ton at both of those. Um, Anchor man, I laughed a lot at uh Dodgeball, I laughed a lot at um and I, I put Tropic thunder, even though like i didn 't think like it lived up to the hype or anything, but I still thought it was a pretty amusing movie. But uh, um oh and uh, two two others like two movies that it seemed they seem to get like a lot of flack and stuff but I just kind of I, I was like what I thought they were pretty funny um Death to Smoochie? yeah like I thought that was a really funny movie but it's like every time like the Daily Show like is on like John Stewart is always like yeah I was in Death to Smoochie. like that's a terrible <laughs> film you know like he always rags on it and I'm like I thought that was a really funny movie but uh I, like I love Robin Williams in that movie but um I, I guess it's it's unpopular or whatever but um and also um The Life Aquatic uh like I really like I that's it's kind of one of those uh, like uh what's his name uh Wes Anderson movies where it's you know like the plot is complete nonsense but like all the like all the like the character like development and like the humor like make up for that and like i I remember laughing a whole great deal at the life aquatic and like bill murray being like his usual like deadpan like asshole self and stuff so like uh I, i i really liked that movie too but um Uh, That leaves it my three top three uh, uh, favorite comedies. Um, Number three is Team America, World Police, uh, which is, you know, the puppet movie that uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker made like a few years, well, a few, I should say, like, what, like five years ago, I think. There's no chance we can ever be together?
1: Only if you could promise me you'll never die.
0: You know I can't promise that.
2: If you did that... I would make love to you right now. I promise, I will never die. You know, just to, obviously, like, making fun of, like, you know, Thunderbirds and, you know, uh, they, they just thought it was, you know, like, I was reading how they were like, you know, uh, you know, if you if you have these puppets talking about, you know, being abused or having a disease, it's just like, you know, it's funny, you know, just about, like, you can't have humans talking about that and have it be funny, but if you have, like, puppets do it, it's like it just becomes absurd, so I, I really bought into that, and, you know, it, it's such a, like, funny and quotable movie, and the reason it gets on the list is because the first time I saw it and I had no idea what to expect, like, the first time the America fuck yeah like song came on, like, I that's one of, like, the times, like, I think I've, I've laughed, like, at my ass off in a theater, like, like, an embarrassing, like, you know, my, I'm crying laughing, like, so hard. <laughs> that, like, sequence is going on and on and the song keeps, like, you know, going on and on and, like, everyone in the audience was, like, just dying when that started up. So, that's a really, like, fond memory. Like, I, I was, like, I was just holding on to the, like, seat in front of me. Like, I was, like, I had my head, like, on my hands. I was laughing so hard.
1: I think, but. I think for me, like, being in a, a strong theater environment, like, I just had lots of friends, especially female friends who all listened to Rent ad nauseum. And it was just like, Rent's the greatest ever. Rent this, rent that. So, of course, I loved when it was, like, you know, they're like, everybody <laughs> has AIDS.
2: yeah because it was
1: just like it was sort of like vindication where you're like oh okay somebody else gets it like where you're like oh i had to sit here and listen to all this you know music and everything And obviously it wasn't exactly my favorite musical but you know just through osmosis and and being friends with a certain crowd of people you know you just got exposed to all that kind of uh uh, music and stuff like that so of course to me it was kind of hilarious on a on a uh, on a totally, you know, kind of the same level as maybe Trey and Matt Parker, you know, were, we're looking at
2: it as. Yeah, definitely. I, like I, That's uh, another part where I was, like, cracking up. And I just like the parts where, like, they made fun of the fact, like, they were using puppets, like, where, where he's, like, on the motorcycle, and they have the shot where the camera gets too close to him and knocks him over, and, like, they just kept it in the movie. <laughs> so, I, I love stuff like that. But um, yeah, so that's number three. Uh, number two, as probably indicated by my avatar, is uh, analyze this with Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal. And you know, I, like I grew up like I'm an I'm Italian, and like I grew up in a and my you know my dad's favorite movies are the Godfather movies. So I grew up in a like you know atmosphere where that stuff was always on or like always talked about and whatnot. So like a comedy based on that, like I love Robert De Niro, but like after that movie, I can like, never take him in, like, seriously again, like, in a serious role or anything.
0: I can't help you. You're turning me down? When I got into family therapy, this was not the family I had in mind. Yes, I'm turning you down. You're with your schmucky little office and your schmucky little house out there in Schmuckville. You're turning me down? For what? So you can listen to housewives piss and moan about nobody fucks them right anymore? Huh? I'm leaving now. You look, guys, you see this? This is what I'm talking about. I'm a dead man. Oh. Oh, you call yourself a doctor, you should be ashamed of yourself. A real doctor can never turn his back on a person who's suffering. You couldn't treat a fucking too seldom, me, with you fucking phony.
1: Oh.
2: Just I, I just love the, the, you, you, you're something, you, <laughs> like, I don't know, that cracks me up every time, like, I think, I think he does great, like, in comedic roles like that, but I guess it kind of ruined him for me, almost, but it's, it's okay, because I think that's a really funny movie, and, um, I, I love the guy, um, I can't remember the actor's name now. I should have wrote it down. But the guy who plays Jelly, like his his second in command, like I, I think he actually died like uh, five or six years ago. But like he he cracked his delivery always cracks me up and stuff. Like uh you know when when uh. Robert De Niro's like, you know, I need a shrink and they're like he's like, Oh, I just ran into this guy, uh, Doc Sobel, you know, like a uh, he he he's good, he's got a business card and everything, you know, <laughs> like uh, I just love that freaking guy and and it, like they did that really bad sequel. Which was like analyze that, which wasn't too good. But like my favorite line in that movie is where Jelly is like, uh, he shows up at Billy Crystal's house, and Billy Crystal's like, uh, Jelly, he was like, "What are you doing here? You're you're supposed to be in prison." And Jelly just looks at him and like shrugs and goes, "It would appear not." (laughs) <laughs> so like I really liked that guy's delivery. So it yeah, looks like, it looks like
1: uh the sequel was his last film. It was you were talking about how he passed away a little while ago. Yeah, what's his name's I Joe Vitorelli.
2: So. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that definitely sounds familiar, so yeah, but uh, I, I really dug him and yeah, I, I dug De Niro and uh i like you know, Billy Crystal's alright, but uh it, De Niro's like the star of that show, so uh, I re- I really love Like so many quotable lines and stuff like that, and stuff stuff I still quote like all the time. Like, there's there's that scene where like uh, Lisa Kudrow's like dad, like Billy Crystal's like father-in-law, like is like looking at like. Robert De Niro and he just kind of looks back at him and he goes hey why don't you look that way before I bust your fucking head off right so like there's like moments in my life where like I'll, I'll go to my like grandmother's like nursing home and there's like these poor old guys like like or there's, there, there's always like this poor old guy who's always like uh, sitting around and like he just like looks at us and smiles and I just feel like something like and he never takes his stare off us so sometimes I feel like just looking at him saying you know like why don't you look that way before I bust your fucking head off or something. So
0: <laughs>
2: But yeah. So uh that's that's my number two is analyze this. And um my number one, I've I've mentioned it before, is probably, like, one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's got to be uh, The Holy Grail with Monty Python. I mean, that's, aside from Transformers the movie, like, that's the other movie that I can pretty much quote from memory, basically. And, like, I've seen it, like, a, a innumerable amount of times, and, you know, there's not much I can say about it other than that. I mean... That, like, that kind of opened me up to a whole, like, different style of humor and stuff, like, in British comedy and all that, and, you know, uh, that's, like, I went through a whole phase where, like, (laughs) all I would, like, do is, like, watch, like, Monty Python stuff for a while, like, in high school, but... uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, it seems like whenever I get to my number one, I can't say anything about it other than, man, it's, like, so ingrained in me that I can't even, like, talk about it. But, yeah, that's my number one is the Holy Grail.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. So so I'm just curious between uh, – I can, I can firmly say that I'm I, – although I enjoy a lot of the movies that uh, Mike mentioned, uh, as far as the ones I picked, I can say I'm not Secret Brothers with him this episode. But what about you? Justin, are you are you Secret Brothers with any of his uh, his picks at all or
2: He stole my number one.
0: Right! <laughs> <laughs> I'll do you for that. You what
2: Well maybe you can be more uh eloquent. As a penitent
0: Mike, you must cut down the miters tree in the forest
2: <laughs> with <laughs> a herring. <laughs> uh, <Me. laughs> uh good stuff. Yeah, like
0: I, I remember the first time I watched Monty Python. Like I I was standing in, staying the night with a friend's house, and uh, like he uh, had this enormous collection of VH, VHS tapes, like mostly cartoons and animes, but like also lots of like obscure horror movies and comedies and stuff. And like it, whenever I stayed with him, it's like I had like a certain spot that I had to sleep and if I moved my leg out of it, like I would wake up buried in VHS tapes. But uh <laughs> one night we were looking for something to watch and he was like, Oh, we could watch Money Python. I was like, Oh, I've I've never seen that He's like, You've never seen that? And like at the time I was probably the a sophomore in high school. So we watched it and I, I thought it was like the funniest thing ever and kinda like Mike, I, I went through like a Money Python phase and like I was one of those, you know, dorky guys in high school who was always quoting it and like I, I still use a few quotes from it like all the time without realizing it like (laughs) like when i'm with a bunch of friends and you know something bad happens i'll be like they'll be like what do we do and i'll just be like run away (laughs) run away away! (laughs) um yeah like that's probably my probably my top comedy that i love like
2: whenever whenever people start shouting out like suggestions for something i'll just randomly shout out very small rocks (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll say build a bridge out of a (laughs) <laughs> build a bridge out of it.
0: <laughs> that correct, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's my top one. Like I, I still have my VHS tape that I watched for like ten plus years. Like I, I still have it somewhere. Like yeah, I think I have it
2: on DVD. Like like three. I have three DVDs of it. I think because I was like every time I'll see it like in the bargain bin sometimes, like at like Target or Walmart, and I'll be like, yeah, I, I don't remember where my copy of this is, so I'll buy it again. And yeah. Um, but like
0: earlier we were talking about like, or you were talking about like when you're watching a movie in the theater and you're laughing so hard, you're like crying and you know, you're kind of embarrassed sometimes, but like for me, like the scene for me like that would be, um, the scene in Bruce Almighty where, uh, Steve Krill is trying to give the news and Jim Carrey keeps like using his God powers to like make him say nonsense.
1: In other news. The Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today and my tiny little nipples went to France. The White House reception committee greeted the Prime Rib Roast Minister and I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. <laughs> I like a do de cha-cha.
0: Like that's that thing for me, like it was like me... Um this girl I was dating at the time and then there were maybe like three other people in the whole theater and like I was the only one laughing and I was just like dying. Like my face was red. Like I was just <laughs> crying. Like it was so hilarious. Um so that's that's the movie that's I guess would be on my honorable mentions list. Others would like be Galaxy Quest. Um
2: I think that's a great movie. Uh, it's, yeah, that I, I I disqualified that oh, one because I was like that's a comedy adventure yeah, and, but I, yeah I I agree with you though I, like that movie
0: I, I didn't make that distinction because like I ended up picking like Shaun of the Dead and you know a few other movies like that but you know, I, I think Galaxy Christ is great especially like you're a fan of like any kind of like cult science fiction or fantasy thing You you definitely see like parallels maybe in your own life maybe a little too closely sometimes <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, like Shaun of the Dead, I think it's great. Like, I sat down and rewatched that last night, and it had been a while, and I, I love Shaun of the Dead. Um, there's just so many great scenes, like when they're like throwing, going through Shaun's record collection and throwing out the garbage and like using the, you know, the records to hit the zombies with them, and he's like, you know, Batman soundtrack. He's like, toss it and then throw it at the zombie. <laughs>
2: I, I love the part when they run into, like, the other group of, like, survivors, and they're, like, basically, like, analogs to each other, and he's like, well, see ya, and they, like, go in opposite directions, like...
0: Yeah. Army of Darkness, like, I, I love that movie, too.
2: But in my own way, I am king. Hail to the king, baby.
0: And, uh... Also, like, this will be my last drama of mentions. This is, like, three films It's like, I don't know. I guess they've been, like, played to death, where it's, like, it's kind of, like, not cool to like them anymore because they were, like, extremely popular for a while. But, like, I, I still enjoy them, and that's the Austin Powers movies. Like, I, I, those still crack me up.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, 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 what do you call it? I can definitely, like, watch those, like, over, like, m- more than once and still, like, get something out of them.
0: That's, that's, like, one of those things that's, like, I liked in high school quite a bit. It's, like, I... Never lost my like, a love or appreciation for those films. Like they still make me laugh. But it's, it's like other stuff from that time. Like, but most of Kevin Smith movies, it's like I've kind of lost my appreciation for most of those films. It's like I, I don't know, like how that happens. But you know,
2: and I, I get you. Like, like I, I was never really big with like the Kevin Smith movies or anything. But like. Uh, that, I'm kind of like that with, like, Dumb and Dumber, where, like, where I was think like, I don't know, maybe, like, five or six years ago, I was like, uh, Dumb and Dumber, I liked that when I was, like, a kid, but, <laughs> but then I, like, watched it again, and I was like, man, this really is funny, like, what was I thinking, like, this is a great movie, like, yeah.
0: but like, Dumb and Dumber and Liar Liar, I think those are, like, really great
2: Jim Carrey movies. yeah, yeah, I, I love when, like, he, he, he comes and, like, Jeff Daniels is, like, walking home, and he comes up to him on the little scooter, and he's like, I traded the van for it. And Jeff, Dan- De- Jeff Daniels is like, just when I think you can't get any stupider, you do something like this, and totally redeem yourself, <laughs> you know? Uh, that always cracks me up,
1: but I think it's also. I, I was going to say I think it's interesting you guys are talking about like how you sort of outgrow like certain films or whatever, like because I, I I'd say I was pretty big into the the Kevin Smith films and stuff like that. I I still think I probably would dig watching mall Rats and Clerks and things like that. Like I, I like those early films and everything, but um, you know I I think um, you know some stuff. I'm trying to think of, like, some of the... Like, like Austin Powers, like, I really thought the first one was clever and funny. And, like, I had never seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service until recently. And I'm kind of like, oh, you know, it's funny because it's like that. I'm like, if he any, if got anything from anywhere, you know, the most, it probably was that movie to me, you know, with uh, Lazenby running around going like, yeah, baby, or whatever, you know, like that kind of stuff. (laughs) But I I just wanted to illustrate, like, for me, I, I think my choices are probably a little older than your guys's And the only reason that maybe I can think of is, like, I I don't like the sequel Austin Powers movies, especially the second one, because I think they're, they're, it's where comedy made the transition from, like, I guess at some point, you know, comedy was funny and irreverent, but then somewhere along the way, to me, it just became flat-out gross. Yeah, like, like I, I, fat bastard is yeah. not funny. Like, I think he's just fucking gross. Like, Austin yeah, uh-huh. Powers drinking a hot cup of shit, like,
2: that's gross,
1: like, I don't, I don't find anything funny about that, so, I mean, and it's not, it's not to take anything away from, like, the first film, because I think the first film's kind of funny, to me, it was like, oh, dude, he's like Captain America, he's a super soldier, like, you know, I mean, I found all that genre stuff very, very amusing, like, I thought it was great, but I think, like, somewhere along the way, like, I, I don't know, it just seemed like, it either became about people acting irresponsibly or, or, or gross things happening to people. Because, like, what, I guess one of my honorable mentions is Wayne's World. Like, I really like that film. <laughs> but all, all I could think of, though, was what was funny is I, I don't get tired of watching that movie, especially the first one. And I'm just kind of like, I think it's great. But, you know, like when, when they're going around singing Bohemian Rhapsody and they pick up their buddy and he's like, if you're going to spew spew into this... But all I could think of was if this movie was released like today, like that guy would be like vomiting like green puke all over the screen and on girls' boobs and all this stuff. And that guy never throws up once. Like it's just the joke is he's like always out of it, like he's just about to like go there, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? Whereas with like yeah. Austin Powers it's like, Oh look, it's a hot cup of shit. Like, look at how funny <laughs> it is and I'm kinda like, No. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is yeah. kind of gross, but anyway.
2: Well, I I was going to say, uh, also, Heather Graham has no comedic timing whatsoever. Yeah.
1: That's for uh, calling me crap, you uh, fatty.
2: Speaking of shit, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to add that Dumb and Dumber has the best on a toilet scene ever. <laughs> when <laughs> Jeff Daniels has, like, the laxative, and he's just like, oh! <laughs> But I I will
0: say that like the one scene where like I think it's Jim Carrey's character where it's like he's in the stall and he sees the thing. It's like, you know, be here at this time on this (laughs) date and I'll be here too for, you know, some shenanigans. Like for a long time, I had this weird paranoia that like that would happen to me that like I would like read that and I'd be like, that's today. I got to get out of (laughs) here.
1: Yeah, I, I gotcha. So, uh, I mean, I guess I, I already sort of revealed my my honorable mention as Wayne's World. But then the, the, the comedy film that I like the most, I guess, when I really think about it, I kind of, I didn't really go through a Wikipedia list or anything. I just kind of thought, well, if I really liked it, I would have bought it by now, you know. So I kind of looked at all the films that I kind of owned and stuff that I like watching again and again and things like that. And when it came down to it, like, I think one of my favorite comedy films that always makes me laugh no matter what is L.A. Story by Steve Martin, and, uh, you know, I mean, probably part of it is because I lived in L.A. for a long time, so, you know, I I find an extra layer of humor to it just having been there, but, you know, a lot of that stuff is like, it's funny because it's true, you know, like, type things, like where, you know, when he wakes up in the morning and it's like, you know, there's 50 million cars like just on his driveway because it's like the morning gridlock and stuff like that and he ends up like driving over the lawn and driving through people's backyards and everybody's used to it you know they're all waving to him hello and like he always does, he does it every, every single, single day, day and it's just kind of totally like you're sitting there going like well yeah you have to take fucked up routes to even get anywhere in Los Angeles cuz the freeways are totally worthless you know so it's like it's stuff like that is just it's funny cuz it's true but uh, it's it's also a very intelligent film too i mean steve martin's a pretty intelligent guy and you know there's references to hamlet and shakespeare and all kinds of stuff and it's a it's kind of a touching love story at the same time you know so uh, i i i enjoy it i enjoy the music and um you know Another thing that I think is kind of cool about it is a lot of the times you have like deleted scenes in movies, and usually my kind of stock thing for deleted scenes is well, there's a reason why it was a deleted scene because it probably wasn't that good or didn't fit in the movie or whatever. But it seems like a lot of the scenes in LA Story were just cut for time, you know, because the, you know, a comedy film has to be a certain running time and this and that and the other thing, and they kind of excised like whole little arcs and everything. But what's great about that is all the deleted scenes are pretty hilarious. Like there's a bunch of stuff with John Lithgow where he's like a studio exec, and he comes in on this like like James Bond, like rocket backpack or whatever, when he lands into the (laughs) restaurant and everything and, there's this great scene where he's just like, you know, he takes a meeting with Steve Martin and it's like all this typical LA stuff, you know, and they go through the whole thing. He's like, I've got this idea for a film. It's like, it's a comedy and this girl gets raped and she's pregnant. And Steve Martin's like a comedy, you say, you know? And like, and then it's like, and then at the end they find out that, you know, her boyfriend's the one who raped her. So everybody's happy, you know, that's one. And like, he just goes through all these like different stupid Hollywood pitches. And, um, and by the end of it, Like, you know, he's like, okay, thanks for the interview. Do you have any other advice for me? And he's like, you know, dude, you just you know, you gotta skip to a meeting. You can't run to a meeting because you seem too excited and you can't just walk because you don't seem interested enough. So you gotta skip to meetings. And then what's awesome is like, as soon as like the other interviewee comes and he decides it's time to leave, like the punchline is you see Steve Martin like skipping away from the restaurant or whatever. So it's just (laughs) like, you know, and there's like this other scene of like him, you know, John Lithgow that was cut with him and all his like cronies and they're like skipping in slow motion and everything. So it's like, even the deleted scenes are pretty hilarious so i mean i i totally enjoy that film and uh even even if you don't live in la i mean even if you're just like ah stupid californians or whatever you know like it's still i think a lot of the humor is just timeless
2: i'll have a decaf coffee I'll have a decaf espresso.
1: I'll have a double decaf cappuccino. Do you have any decaf of coffee ice cream? I'll have a half double decaf half cap With a, twist, hey, a, lemon. I'll a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon, please. I'll have a twist of
0: lemon.
1: Like, you know, it's just, it's funny because it's true and it's not, you know, some, some of it might be sort of specific to Los Angeles per se, but in certain senses, but in other senses, it's like, I think when I was a kid, I watched this movie and, you know, it was, I don't know, it came out in like 1991 so i probably was you know i don't know 13 or 14 or something like that i hadn't even lived in la and i thought it was funny you know i would see a lot of different steve martin movies with my mom and stuff like that because we looked like steve martin films and thought they were pretty funny and um so to me it's kind of like even if you if you have lived in la it might bring another layer of of uh you know sort of Funny to the film, but you don't have to live in L. A. to uh, to find it totally amusing. And there's lots of great comedians in it besides Steve Martin. You know, you've got, um, you know, I, I already was talking about like how John Lithgow had the cameo that was cut. It's like Scott Bakula also had a cameo that was cut, where it was like he was kind of making fun of the whole Rocky thing and how the Rocky story was. Sort of paralleling Steve Martin's arc, you know, because they were both main characters. So Scott Bactel was there trying to do the Rocky thing, being like, I could have been a contender, you know, and all this kind of (laughs) stuff. And then, uh, you know, and then Steve Martin kind of like turns and he's like, you know, why is his story, you know, so much more interesting than mine? You know, and he, you know, I I guess that's something that I like about comedies where I, I love the whole Zach Morris thing, you know, whether it's like Wayne's world or maybe Steve Martin narrating, narrating or, or, or turning, or, or turning, turning to the camera or whatever, or, or whatever, and talking or, or, to the audience is pretty awesome. So, um, I guess I've always been a fan of that kind of narrative, narrative style, style. but, um, but um, um, what else was, I? I'm trying to think of like, who else was like, uh, uh, Mary Lou Henner from, her from, taxi, from taxi is one of, one his, of his girlfriends. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker is one of his girlfriends in the story. Um, who else is in it i'm trying to think of like uh like all kinds of cameos from people like you know it's like woody harrelson and chevy chase and patrick stewart's in it he plays like this uh guy at the the french restaurant where they're trying to get reservations and that's so fucking true of la restaurants like where it's like the you know steve martin makes up this restaurant it's like lady you know and it's like hilarious because it's like you know Basically, like, L. Idiot, you know, is the restaurant, <laughs> you know, but it's like, oh, we got to get this high-end restaurant. And, then, like, he can't get a reservation, you know, and then they, they, they're like, what are your bank references? Like, what are your credit references? And he's got to go down to the bank to make this reservation at the fucking restaurant. And so Patrick Stewart is there, and they're like, you know, it's like, say we gave you a, a you know, uh, a reservation. What do you think you would order? You know, and he's looking at it, and he's like, I, I think I'd like the duck. You can't have the duck. It's like, he can't have the duck. You know, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't know, like, it was funny is, like, like a buddy of mine, you, you think it's, like, not true. Like, it's so outlandish, it's not real. But, like, I, I remember there's this chain of restaurants in L.A. called The Counter, and it's supposed to be, like, a hamburger joint, right? And you think, like, how could a hamburger joint be, like, all, you know, kind of high class or 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 have this avant-garde atmosphere or whatever but literally like it does like they make people wait in line to sit down to eat a fucking hamburger at this place like and when you get the hamburger it's like i remember i went there with him one time and so you, you have to wait in line and then they finally give you a table and they finally sit you down right and then you're like okay i'd like you know this hamburger you know whatever it is the you know number seven or, you know, whatever the fuck it is, this chef goes back and makes it like it's this pristine dining experience. It's a fucking hamburger though, right? So when I'm looking at the order, it's like, oh, I can't eat cheese or calcium or stuff like that because, you know, I kind of have a medical condition where I'm not supposed to, uh, you know, take calcium stuff. So I don't eat like pizza or ice cream, things like that. And I, you know, usually if I get a hamburger, I just say, okay, well, I'll get the hamburger, but could I have it without cheese? And they're just like, they freak out. They're like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do that. It's like, can't, can I just order this? And can't you just put the cheese on the side or something? Or can't you just, like, not put it on there? Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, what the, you know, it is funny, I, I remember, because the, the last time I saw my buddy, he said, like, he was trying to, you know, he was hungry, and, you know, he, he knew all this stuff, because he'd been to the place before, but he was trying to get in, and, like, by the end of it, he was just kind of like, you know, I, I forget what happened, but it was like, they were about to take him, but then they said, oh, no, no, you know you have to wait in line, sir. And he was just like, you know what, fuck you guys, you know, and he just left. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's a hamburger. But anyway, the whole ledio thing, like, it's like. I don't know. Again, it's like one of those things where it's so funny because it's true. You know, it's something that's just a truth about the city and the people and the atmosphere and the environment and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, if you you like those kind of movies um, and if you like Steve Martin, especially, it's a it's a great movie. Um, It's a nice sort of touching romance and everything, too. And um, yeah, that that's pretty much my favorite comedy film. Um do you any last thoughts or words on like favorite comedy films or anything else from from you Justin or you Michael
0: I would just like m- one of the listeners out there to bring me a shrubbery
1: <laughs> another shrubbery
0: and if you know like any like mysterious castles full of brunettes and blondes who need spankings, I'm, <laughs> I'm your knight.
2: We were in the nick of time. You were in great peril. I don't think I was. Yes, you were. You were in terrible peril. Look, let
0: me go back in there and face the peril. No, it's too perilous. Look, my duty as a knight stopped as much peril as I can. Now we've got to find the Holy Grail. Come on, don't let me have just a little bit of peril. No, do not help me. That's your
1: gay. No, I'm not. Cool. So uh, I guess we were kind of covered on uh, favorite comedy film. So we'll move on to the realm of comic books and kind of what we're going to be focusing on with uh, Usagi Yojimbo are, uh, I guess, what would be the first two trade paperbacks. Um, But it kind of covers some of his early appearances and stuff with uh, critters and the anthropomorphic uh, anthology, I think is what it's called. And then, um, it, you know, the first, like, six issues or so of the, the Volume 1 from Fanta Graphics. Um, I'm just curious, have you guys, like, I mean, what what what's your guys' first, like, sort of experience with Usagi Yojimbo? Because, like, for me, it probably would be through the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I don't know if that's true of everybody here or not.
0: Yeah, that's my first experience. Yeah, ditto. Um, like, I was surprised to learn that, like, he, you know, Usagi was, like, his own character, who would just kind of like occasionally, very rarely, like would encounter the turtles in a crossover. I was like, you mean like he had his own series of like comic book adventures? Oh, well, that's interesting.
2: It's just like you said, Usagi-san. We
0: have to fight each other. Fate often has such a wry sense of humor. Come, let us fight as friends and may the best swordsmen win. And I thought that's like one of those things that had always been like on my list to read. And I'd never sat down and actually read an issue until we started discussing it as a topic for the show.
1: That's cool. That's cool. Um, I I, I know, I think, uh, if I recall correctly, I I could be wrong, but I think Tony was one of the people who brought it up. And that's why this eventually ended up becoming a topic. Um, I kind of had some Musagi Yojimbo comics, but I have to admit that most of them were because the Turtles guest starred in them like in my collection or whatever. So like I kind of, you know, like you guys knew about him, you know, through the either the, you know, the cartoon or the comic books, but it was mostly because of his association with the turtles where, you know, I had a this collection of turtle comics and then I'd throw in the Usagi Yojimbo comics in the same box that the turtle comics would be in because I kind of considered it as part of the, uh, you know, part of the turtles or whatever. Um, but I I think these first two trades were really awesome. I mean, I thought they were great. I I had read them maybe, I don't know, five or six months ago, back when we first started uh, maybe discussing doing this as a topic. And, um, you know, I I think they're wonderful. But uh, I don't know, what, what do you guys, I mean... Because, I mean, basically, it's like the, the, there's a bunch of, like, short venue stories, you know, that kind of establish some some of the identity, you know, of him. Like, obviously, they kind of do a takeoff on uh, on Lone Wolf and Cub, you know, where, you know, they, they kind of have a story like that where, you know, Usagi is hired to, you know, take out uh, – watch after, uh, you know, a young, uh, you know, noble – Child, whatever it is you know, in that period, and stuff, um but you know then the the main book one trade kind of goes into the whole um you know sort of origin, you know where, where Sagio ojimbo came from, the village he came from his you know his friends, his family, you know that whole thing, how he was trained, you know so um i I thought it was yeah. all awesome,
0: yeah, like I like the stuff that was dealing with like his time like. You know, learning to be a samurai with his master, like, he, he spent all this time, like, basically just doing chores, which you see that a lot in, like, you know, whether it's Tenchimuyo or whatever, you see a lot of, like, that's that's the first step of training. You, like, fetch water and you sweep the temple floor or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I like, I like that stuff a lot, and, like, I really enjoyed, like, getting to know, like, all these characters that I had, I had seen on, like, the 2003, mm-hmm. like, Turtle series, like, Jin Chan. Like, he always seemed like a really funny character that I would like if I knew more about him. So, like, like uh, the story of, like, their first adventure, like, I really like that, uh, especially at the end where, like, basically, like, jin Chen gave Usagi the money but, like, stiffed him for the bill for their drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um And then there's, like, another story later on. It's, like, a, a sequel where they have another adventure, and then, like, this time Usagi stiffs jin Chen for yeah, the drinks. Yeah. And he's like, Usagi! Yeah. Like I, I liked all that, but but yeah, like I, I always liked getting into like the origins and all that stuff and like seeing how these uh characters interact with each other. Like you know, like how did he be, uh you know, how did he meet like this guy and that guy and you know, is there anything like romantic between, you know, him and this uh this other retainer and like I I, I loved all that stuff. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I liked how how the uh his his old flame was named Mariko and all i could think of was uh you know old wolverine yeah. adventures <laughs> and stuff like that but um
0: this thing turned out so good
1: yeah 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 but um but uh i i was thinking of mike actually this time when i reread the story because of how uh you know uh it's kind of like Usagi has his you know his young rival or whatever in the clan and then uh you know he in the origin story you know he has to face off against him and of course you know Usagi wins and that rival is all pissed off but eventually like you know they have to work together to to save their village you know so i mean that that shot right there like there's like this splash page or whatever it is of both of them like looking all grim and determined and like ready to head back to the village i'm like if if that's not like the the webster's dictionary picture of what rival fusion is (laughs) yeah you're right i don't i don't know what is you know so
2: You're right, yeah, definitely. I definitely dug that. And, like, yeah, I I was surprised at how much, like, I enjoyed these, like, two, like, trades. Like, um... Pretty much like what you said, like, I I, I never even knew he was his own character for a long time, like, I just thought he was, like, you know, one of the legions of anthropomorphic, like, Ninja Turtles friends, like, he, that, like, existed, and, like, I'd I'd only ever seen him, like, on that cartoon, and, like, I had his action figure from, like, the Turtles line and stuff, and I'm pretty sure I lost all his, like, accessories and everything, but that was pretty par for the course around then. But, yeah, I really enjoyed the stories, though. It kind of, what do you call, it, like, obvious, for obvious reasons, it, like, reminded me of kind of, like, Roroni Kenshin and stuff, like, except instead of, like, insane, like, super moves and stuff, you know, ev- all the characters are, like, animals, you yeah, know, so... Yeah. But, yeah, like, I really dug it. And, yeah, I, I really liked all, like, you guys said, like, the background, like, stories. Like, when he goes back to his old village and he meets, like, you know, his old, like, you know, the the girl, like, he liked as a kid. And, yeah, but definitely, like, the rival fusion stuff. And, you know... um his uh, time as like uh, the the um like the the retainer for the the shogun or whatever, yeah. and like how he fought in the war and all that, and you know it's it's kind of like it, it's great how like they can get like away with all this violence because they're just like animals. (laughs) Like, you know, and like, I love when he like kills someone, like the guy just has like a doofy looking look on his face and maybe he'll just like fall over and have like X's over his eyes or something, you know? I I
1: also thought it was kind of funny how like, I guess if you're talking about people who were like, you know, I don't know, animal rights activists it's funny how you can get away with with uh treating animals like people used to treat animals you know if that makes any sense like where it's kind of like oh because he's a rabbit if he catches a turtle and cooks it for dinner it's like if it was like a human person doing it everybody would be like oh my god it's cruelty to turtles and in the meantime you know you're just kind of like dude like he's just getting a meal you know or whatever or like you know like sometimes even the uh I don't know what they are, like the little kind of dinosaurs or lizards that run around. You yeah. know, those those kind of, you know, they all look kind of cutesy, but then it's like, you know, when, when arrows start to fly and, and, and sword fights start to happen, it's like you see some of those guys are collateral damage, so it's kind of like this cutesy little pet, whatever it is, dinosaur running around, and then it gets like, you know, skewered with an arrow, and then it's kind of got this goofy look on its face, you know, so you're kind of like, oh, you feel bad for it, but... You know, it's not, um, I don't know, it's not the end of the world or anything.
2: Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, like I said, uh, I I saw a lot of, like, parallels to Rurouni Kenshin where, you know, like, yeah, he has to train under, like, the weird, like, eccentric master and, you know, uh, just, you know, it it was up my alley, I guess, so. Like, I, I, I dig that, like, time period in general, so...
1: Yeah, it's cool. Also, uh, I guess uh, Stan Sakai was the letterer on uh, Gru, the barbarian, for a long time, or whatever.
2: Yeah, doesn't he, he kind of runs into Gru, Yeah, like, yeah. Early days. on, it's like He's like, who is that guy? Like, yeah. And he was like, oh, that... I, he just kind of says, what a barbaric-looking character, yeah. or something. <laughs> and the, and Gru's kind of like, you, stupid samurai,
1: or whatever. You know? yeah, yeah, so <laughs> it's like they, they kind of had a brief nod, or, or mention of that, or whatever. That That's something... I've, I've actually never read Gru. I don't know about you guys, but that's something that I... I've never actually read, but uh, I thought it was interesting because I was like, oh, okay, so he was the letterer on that book for a long time, and that's the connection between those, I guess, creators and characters in a way.
0: I wanted to ask, like, because I had this toy, like, I had the original Usagi toy, and I also had, like, the Space Usagi toy, and then, like, I was surprised there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, Space Usagi trades. Like, have you guys read
1: any of those? Uh, I don't trying to, I don't think I have. I I know I've read a couple, like, I haven't read that much Usagi Yojimbo. Like, I've read this trade, and there was a a while there where I I read some of the more recent comics, because it's, like, on the third volume, but I I just sort of know of them, you know, like, I know of Space Usagi, but I haven't actually, like, sat down and read it or anything yet.
2: I I definitely, like, I definitely want to seek out more to read, so, you know, maybe I'll get to that eventually, so...
0: So we better not risk another frontal assault. That rabbit's
2: dynamite.
1: So I guess that's uh, that's pretty much uh, Usagi Yojimbo in a nutshell. Uh, if you like Stan Sakai's work, you know, there's uh, tons of trade paperbacks to read. But I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to uh, what's awesome in our world this week. And that segment, in case uh, you're not a regular listener, is just when the fan holes kind of discuss something that, uh, you know, whatever it is, some kind of, uh, you know property or uh, awesomeness that uh, occurred in their world in the week, and um, I guess I'll just go ahead and start with myself. Um, I know Mike probably uh, mentioned this uh, last week, but um, I'll I'll throw this in there, too. Um, I finally got to see Gundam Unicorn Episode 6, and um, again, it was a, a quality episode, good uh, good show, and um, I'm looking forward to the, the conclusion whenever it comes out, like <laughs> we're, next we're gonna year have to or something. Be you know, yeah. now, now we um, all thanks. know the pangs of uh, the poor bastards who uh, had to wait for uh, MS8 team to finish when it was coming out or whatever. Um, so uh, I, I thought that was pretty awesome. And then uh, I also uh, did my first order with um, uh, maddiecollector.com for uh, the uh, Elongated Man and mm-hmm. subscription mm-hmm. figure and the Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. subscription figure. And uh, I guess before this, I've just been, you know, kind of getting, getting things secondhand through eBay or whatnot. So uh, this is the first time I used the service. It seemed to go pretty smoothly. Um, I guess I ordered it on the 15th when all the figures get listed. And then um, it, it came to me like six days later. And um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty awesome and sweet. But um, what what's up with you Justin? What's uh, awesome in your world this week?
0: Well, I have two things and they are both sentai related. Um I watched the sub for the uh, Space Sheriff Gavin the movie and I thought it was really fun and enjoyable. Um If you're not familiar with Gavin, he's the first in what they call the Metal Hero series. It's like a whole other, you know, kind of genre of, uh, you know, Toku heroes. And he's had a few crossovers and encounters with some of the Sentai heroes the past couple years, and this is basically like there's a new, you know, there's a new Gavin who's gonna like take over, and he has to kind of learn the ropes, and you know, he has his own adventures, but uh, the original Gavin shows up to kind of uh, like help him. Only his helping him is like beating him while giving him some insight. (laughs) Um, But uh, I thought it was really fun. And my second thing is I also watched the sub for the uh Gobusters vs Go, versus Go movie, which I also thought was really great um I always like the you know crossover uh movies that they do every year, like those are always fun like i I can't think of one that like I watched that ever disappointed me and um like this one was a lot of fun it's like it starts out with um you know, the Gokitras come back from space, and it's like they're evil, and their ship is black, and they're dressed in black, and they're beating up the go-busters. And you're like, no, what's going on? But, you know, it, there's, you know, of course, there's reasons for it, but it was a lot of fun, and it has, like, this really great Zord battle at the end where um, they get this power to, like, they can turn their Zords into, like, past Zords, like, you know, the. Oh! Uh, okay, cool. Like they use the uh, swords from like a uh, Zoo Ranger, which would be you know Mighty Morphin for us, and you know some other ones. But it was. I feel a lot like of fun. I
1: feel like there's so many of those verses. Like I do love team ups and stuff, but what's funny is I, I feel like there's so many of those movies that have been coming out or movie specials lately. Like I, I feel like way behind. Like that I can't keep, or, you know, not that I can't keep up with them, but just you know, every time you post like new photos and pictures of uh, some of the newer you know, films and stuff, I go, oh, geez, man, they're really pumping these things out, man, <laughs> you know, but, uh, it must be fun for all the fans and everything.
0: It is.
1: So, uh, what about you, Mike? What's your, you, you, you what's your awesome thing,
2: you? You, you, um, just a couple conclusions to things, uh, Young Justice wrapped up this past week, and I mean, what do you call it? I guess it wrapped up as well as it could have. I mean, it was, it's not like a phenomenal, like, ending and I know people we know that will be upset that like you know like all the plot threads weren't wrapped up but you know it was still a pretty good episode yeah. and you oh, know it was, it was good. and there's always like you know the hope that they'll do it like dtv or something to continue the story but you know like you know it was a, it was a nice send off for a great show so you know I was happy with that and um the other thing was uh transformers uh, more than meets the eye like just kind of had it's like season 1 finale i guess they he, james roberts kind of called it with that uh, issue 15 <laughs> with um, what do you call it? They, they took on Overlord on the Lost Light and uh, it, it was pretty good I mean it wasn't like I guess maybe they overhyped it a little like I thought it was going to be like a bloodbath or something but you know there were actually kind of only a handful of casualties and stuff so but you know I thought it was a great issue though and it was a nice like see, quote unquote season finale and uh, I can't wait like you know the book has never like let me down so you know I can't wait for more so
1: yeah Cool. Yeah. No, that's a great book too. So, all right. Well, then I guess uh, I guess we've done our awesome things. Um, if you like any of the comedy movies that we mentioned, I'll try to put some stuff down on the spindle so uh, you guys can check those out if you want. And uh, until the next time, uh, this is going to be Derek.
2: Derek W C. Signing off. This is Mike, but there are some who call me Tim, and I am the Grimlock who says me. Nee. Nee. You will let us pass, so we shall say <laughs> peace.
0: In part by Duff Beer. Yeah. It's herbalicious.